Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get going, I want to take a moment to tell you about some exciting news for high school sports fans across the country. SB Live Sports has launched a free iPhone and Android app featuring the latest high school sports news, scores, videos, polls, photos, podcasts, player rankings, and much more. With the SB Live Sports app, it is now even easier to follow your favorite team. With real-time scores and news alerts, as well as video highlights, podcasts, photo galleries, rankings, game coverage, and much more. The app delivers all the content you want in one convenient place. The SB Live Sports app features exclusive content from on-the-ground reporters across the country, and it's the number one source for Washington high school sports fans. With coverage from reporters Todd Millis and Andy Bueller, me, Dan Dickow, SB Live's recruiting expert, this SB Live Sports app is available at no charge in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Download it today. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner for three. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's all now. Downtown Dan connects. Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. Well, I mean, I've seen Dan Dicko hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. Welcome to today's episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow, and SB Live Sports on the Believe Podcast Network, bring you conversations in the world of sports, typically basketball. We continue on with uh, a lot of college basketball focus. We just finished up our March Madness Rewind Series. Today's one of the newest hires on the entire West Coast at the Division I level. He's looking to take over a program that made a great appearance and showing in the NCAA tournament in their first round loss against Kansas. Coach David Riley taking over for Shante Leggins. Coach, how's it going today in Cheney? It's going great. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. I've listened to a lot of the podcasts before um, and, and uh, it's been a crazy few weeks. I'll tell you that much. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you joining. I can only imagine it was a, a crazy few weeks, and that's one reason. Uh, once I knew you took the job, I wanted to get you on, but I also wanted to give you a little bit of time because <laughs> the transition of going from assistant coach, even with the amount of experience that you have gained over the last 10 years or so, to moving to that head coach position has got to be a, an overwhelming uh, opportunity, but it's a good overwhelming opportunity. How have you handled these first few weeks? Uh, just, just trying to make as many phone calls as I can. And, and, you know, these first few weeks are critical with the players. 
that we got returning, the recruits that we had coming in, and then also hiring a staff because um, those are going to be the guys that really are, have their hands in this thing and, and are part of this program too. So that's that's a big uh, piece of it as well. And then this is the time you got to go schedule games, and I mean, there's just a lot going on. So it's been it's been fun, but a lot of a lot of time on the phone and, and zooms. You know, Coach Hayford, who was at Eastern before Shante took over, as well as Shante, they were willing to play a very difficult schedule. Um, is that something that you're looking to put together as well to have your guys battle tested before you get into league play? For sure. I mean, I think it's a great opportunity for our guys to go play and test themselves against some of the bigger name programs. Uh, I'd love to keep it on the West Coast as much as we can and, and Northwest, but if those guys, if dates don't work or whatever, we'll go play anyone anywhere. Um, and I think it's just a great opportunity for our guys. And then they come into Big Sky ready to roll. You mentioned putting together a staff. And I, I can only imagine um, when it looks like you're going to get the opportunity as a head, as a head coach, uh, you've already got some guys in mind that you want to bring on to your staff. But you having been an assistant uh, for 10 years or so, you, I can only imagine, know what makes a successful assistant coach to a head coach. What are the traits that you are looking for when you are rounding out your staff? I think that the number one thing is they got to have a track record of really caring for guys and, and being there and being in the gym and, and really treating these kids like, like their family. Um, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. And just, you know, I, I don't have experience at a bunch of other division one programs. I've got experience at Eastern. I know what it's, what, what it's taken to build this thing to a, to a championship team. And at the end of the day, we've, Every team we've had that's been contending for championships has been a real family. And we've been all about development, about getting the guys in the gym and working and, and, and making them better players. And so it's going to take a lot of time in the gym, a lot of time watching film and really letting the kids know that they're, you're there for them as, as people and players. And that's, that's what translates. Now, obviously, there's experience and, and, and energy. I think energy is a huge piece, too. Just being got to make it fun. Like you're going to show up and do this every day. We're not going out and saving the world or anything. We're we're coaching hoops and it's a lot more fun to when you're, you know, have, enjoying people around you and, and, and have some music going and, and just have a good time with it. So those are kind of the main things that I'm looking at. So you played at division three Whitworth and, and for any listeners out there that aren't aware of Whitworth, it's one of the, the, the most tradition rich division three programs, not just on the West coast, but maybe even the country. Uh, they've been really good for nearly 20 years or so. Coach Hayford, uh, did a great job there before uh, he became the head coach at Eastern. Now, you played for Hay Jim Hayford, and then you coached with him at Eastern before he moved on to Seattle U. For someone who doesn't really follow Division Three basketball closely, tell us how, how that experience was for you and how that maybe prepared you to want to get into coaching. Uh, it was incredible. I loved my time at Whitworth. Uh, you know, my growing up, and I was growing up and down in California, but I would come up here and, and spend summers sometimes with, with Glenn Williams and Brian Williams was actually playing at Whitworth at the time. Uh, and so I got to play against him some and, and just realized that that's a high level of basketball. These guys can play. And then watching a practice, I went and watched some, you know, I was considering walking on at some other schools, uh, division one schools, but watching those practices and then watching coach Hayford's at Whitworth, the intensity, and everything about it was was exactly the same. I mean, the, maybe the, the athletes obviously are a little different, the bigs or whatever, but um, the intensity and level was 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 great. And then being able to play in that for four years and get a lot of minutes as a freshman was just something that's that's rare. I had a, a great experience 
um, as a basketball player and as a student at Whitworth. And it's a high level. A lot of people don't understand. There's, there's guys that can go play at that level that could easily be big sky players. Um, and it's just, it's a fun way to play. Have you ever had a pair of sunglasses that you've lost and become frustrated you lost them that were scratched or just quite frankly didn't fit very well? Well, look no more. Canon sunglasses are the best. I repeat, the best. You will not be disappointed in Canon sunglasses. They're made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made to be clearer, lighter, and stronger. They're also Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. So you add the lenses and the frames to create a powerful sunglass combo. Use the exclusive code KANONCAST15 at KANON.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. KANON, clearly better. Now, I've read a couple articles uh, on your po- coaching path and career when, when you were hired, and, and a couple things jumped out at me that I didn't realize um, when I knew you were a part of Shante's staff in the past is you kind of have a, a coaching background in your family, maybe not immediate family with your dad, but some of your uncles and, and just being around coaching. Um, maybe they're a little more geared towards football than basketball, but is coaching something that has always kind of been – uh, maybe a passion of yours, something you wanted to get to? Yeah, uh, for sure. I think, you know, growing up when we're visiting family or up there with my my grandpa, who was a coach in the CFL and then an assistant at Oregon State and Idaho as well. Um, and then obviously with my uncle, the stories were always about football and kids, the underdogs and finding kids kind of making their way through 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 hard times and, and turn out to be great players and, and kind of sports being a, a vehicle for them to uh, make their lives better. And just hearing those stories and the way they talked about that just sounded so cool. Um, and then it was, you know, I, it was back and forth a little bit in college with, with my degree and looking at the, the financial implications of going to be a GA for a couple of years versus getting a real job. Uh, that was, that was something I had to decide. And it was, I'm really glad I made the decision and just been blessed to kind of be under some really good mentors here at, at uh, Eastern where I got to learn from them. And then, you know, my uncles helped a lot. My grandpa uh, early on in my career, just kind of hearing their advice and, and what they had to say about different, different ways to approach the grad assistant spot and the, the entry level spots. And then with this whole hiring process, talking my my uncle about the ins and outs of it um, was was helpful for sure. So back on the the coaching piece, you've got a, a family rich tradition of coaching, more so on the football side. Obviously, your mm-hmm. basketball. Uh, is there one coach maybe that you really look to as a mentor that maybe um, really took you under their wing or kind of made you look at the game and your perspective to the game a little bit differently? Uh, uh, I think. There's probably three guys that come to mind with that uh, between Jim Hayford, Shante Leggins, and Craig Fortier. Uh, those are kind of the three guys that I learned a, a ton from. Uh, I came into Whitworth not knowing 
anything about defense. And Craig Fortier coached me a lot on that and as a player. And then when I got to Eastern, he was the associate head coach here. And I was a, you know, a grad assistant and really, you know, we roomed on the road together, did all the scouts together and just really learning how he saw the game and the way he approached it um, and the way he just approached coaching in general. Learned a ton from him, uh, you know, offensively from Jim Hayford and the way that you run the program uh, as a whole. Um, he was just a very, very bright person and, and he's done a ton for me. And I, you know, there's, he's a, he's a genius offensively. I mean, he was ahead of the curve with the spread offense and positionless basketball. We were doing that at Whitworth and it's, uh, you know, it's been funny talking to some people now that when I'm looking at a staff, there was a guy that was at Nevada when we played them like six years ago. It's like, man, you guys were, were running this stuff that everyone's running now six or seven years ago. And, and it's just, it, you know, I didn't think anything of it at the time. I just, that's, that's how I was. That's how you play hoops according, you know, <laughs> that's the way I, I learned it. So, um, just seeing how ahead of the, the curve he was on that it's a ton to learn from him. And then Shante has been a, like a brother to me, uh, the last 10 years working with him and just his passion, his energy, his competitiveness, and, and just caring for the guys, um, goes a long way. And the, and the culture he kept building here at, at Eastern since Jim was, was incredible. So I think those three are, the, are probably the three that I've taken the most of. I, I, I call them a lot for advice and, uh, you know, they're all very successful. Uh, you know, Craig Fortier going to, to work with his wife at, at Gonzaga and they've been, they've done a great job there. It's just super bright basketball people. And so it's been pretty lucky to have those three. Yeah. I've, uh, I, I've always looked at kind of, uh, that Eastern Washington program kind of from an outsider's perspective and, and saw that, you know, coach Hayford ran a great offensive system, and then when I remember talking to Shantae shortly after he took it over, he said he was going to keep a lot of things similar offensively, but there was going to be a little different defensive focus, um, which I think is important. Each coach come in, you kind of take pick and choose things that other coaches have had an influence on you that makes sense to your eye. Is there any um, little tweaks or changes that you see early on that you want to implement, or have you even gotten to that point yet because you're still filling out a roster at your personnel? Um. I, you know, I think at the end of the day, there's going to be tweaks based on personnel uh, that, are, that are, but philosophically, offensively, I think we're going to stay very, very similar. Shantae and I worked hand in hand with the offense. Uh, and that was something that we, we talked a ton about. And I think at the end of the day, like, I, I love playing this way. I think it's fun to play. It really helps development the way we play within structure, but we have a ton of freedom and it's kind of, kind of concept basketball where you're learning how to play rather than what plays to run, you know, just making reads. If they're icing the ball screen, we're going to go do this. If they're hard hedging, we're going to go do this. And they just know the read and react to everything. Um, and I think that at the end of the day helps you develop throughout a season because we've always peaked in March, especially offensively. And then it helps you develop over the course of a career because you're learning again, how to play. And you're because of that. Now the individual skill development, all that stuff really translates to, to end game. And uh, I think that's part of the reason we've had, uh, such a good track record, record with developing guys. So offensively, it's going to say the same. Defensively, the focus and and the intensity, I, I was all about with with what Shante brought and and what TJ and, and Coach Book and those guys did with the defense. Um, there'll be a couple tweaks of things that you know, just coaching the offense. I hated when teams did X, Y, or Z to us, and might might throw a couple of, couple of those things into what we do, uh, but. Philosophically, at the end of the day, I think 
going to be very similar. Sure. And it, and it makes sense because you guys, Eastern has been probably alongside uh, Montana and Weber State, the three most successful programs in the big sky over the last 10 to 12 years, from what I can remember. Um, now, this transfer portal seems to be growing by the day. And yeah. I kind of have to mention it because you have a number of players in the transfer portal and you're no different than every other coach right now trying to navigate that. How difficult is that when you know there's 1,300 players? Granted, you're not looking at all 1,300, but um, you know what's a typical day like in, the co- in a coach's world when you're looking at this transfer portal and how to navigate it? Yeah, it's – I mean, there's some similarities to – to recruiting in general, right? So that there's thousands of kids, of high school kids that, that are looking to go play college. And so we've had a success recruiting off relationships. We've never been a coaching staff that'll go into a gym in one of those AAU tournaments and be like, that guy looks good, let's recruit him. Because at the end of the day, we're gonna, we're gonna recruit based on the relationships we have uh, in the Northwest, in California, on the West Coast, and then um, overseas. and so when you look at the transfer portal, now you're like, okay, well, that guy went to this high school or that knows this guy. And you kind of still base it off relationships um, and what makes sense and fit because the way we play and, and, and the program that we have with the guy, kind of guys, we need to make sure it's the right kid um, and the right character and all that to fit what we, what we want to do. Um, so that part is, is it's definitely unique and different because they're, they're transferring schools for whatever reason. Um, and then, you know, with the guys that, that are in the transfer quarter from Eastern, they, with the coaching change and everything that happened, it's something that when, when I got the job, we sat down, we evaluated their goals and, and what they wanted to get out of the next few years of their college career. And, you know, want what's best for those guys. Cause at the end of the day, they've done everything right. They worked hard. They, they, uh, got good grades. They won games and they put me in a position for my, for my dream job. So I want what's best for those guys. Um, and so whatever that means. And, and obviously I'm, I'm probably biased towards them and what, what I think is best for them, but I, you know, I want what they, it's their decision and um, we're happy for those guys, whatever they decide to do. Sure. Sure. That's uh, I can only imagine that is uh, kind of a, a difficult scenario to navigate uh, for any coach. Um, and thankfully I don't have to do that uh, being on the other <laughs> side, the media side of things. Last question coach before um, you know, I, I let you get going. Cause I know you got a million things going still. You guys made a tremendous uh, run in the postseason. Uh, you won the Big Sky Tournament title. You played Kansas in the first round of the NCAA Tournament. And you gave Kansas everything that they could handle. Um, looking back on that game, on, on the postseason, how satisfying was it for you and the, and the staff knowing that Shantae was, was heading it up at the time? Um, and what can you take from that to build upon uh, future success at Eastern? Uh, I just think the chemistry and the buy-in throughout the year was incredible. Uh, that's something that we want to find a way to replicate. And it's the guys that we had, the, the high character guys we had, they worked super hard. It wasn't like there was a drop off during the season. You know, it's a long year. Um, and especially this year with COVID and everything, it was lots of up and downs, pauses, but there was no drop off with how hard our guys worked. They showed up every day. We had fun. And you could tell by the time we were in the tournament, we were we were defensively playing the, our best basketball. The bench was was bought in. Everyone was one through sixteen or, 15, or one through fifteen was ready to go to do whatever they could to help us win. 
And uh, I think that's the kind of the biggest thing to take away is that when, when you've got all guys in your program that's, that's bought, that, that they're focused on, on winning and what can they do to help the team, you're going to find a way to do stuff, do, do great things because we, we're going to have talent and we're going to have guys that know how to play. Um, I just, it was, it was so much fun those last five, six games of the year. Awesome. Well, coach, I appreciate the time. Uh, I, I wish you nothing but the best of luck as you as you slide 18 inches over <laughs> into a new seat. Uh, from everybody that I've talked to, they said you're more than ready and you're going to do a great job. So I look forward to uh, to following Eastern's continued ascension, not only in the big sky, but hopefully getting a t- win in the NCAA tournament in the very near future. There we go. Go Eags. Thanks, Dan. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.